Hold. 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 That's how I feel when the Wednesdays come around. I'm like, hold. Friday's right around the corner. It's Odin Day, baby. Woo! Welcome to Geek Beast. This is part of the Geekish Network. This is your daily rundown of geek news. Geeks that look like me. Geeks that look like you. Yo, and geeks that look like my man right over here, the black line himself. Chuck, yo, man, tell the people what's good. What's good? Get your hoodies ready. It's winter. It's winter. Get your hoodies <laughs> ready. It's winter. It's winter. I ordered, ordered a bunch of hoodies, man. Uh-huh. You know my latest hoodie I ordered? What's that? I ordered a Yeezy Gap hoodie. Ordered two of Oh! Oh, they, that they seems are fitting. Available. They are available. I saw the commercial last night, and I was like, uh-huh. I'm going to order two of these hoodies now. Ah, the, the yo, tell them about the commercial. Me. The tell music tell them about the music video. Oh, man. So he had everybody in black hoodies with black uh-huh. Tims. Because you don't uh-huh. want to go to heaven for the goody goodies. You want to go to hell with niggas in black Tims and black hoodies, a.k.a. <laughs> big. Rest in peace. Yo, big. rest in peace the notorious one. <laughs> no, it rest in peace. But that's not it. Kanye did a two-minute song, right? and at the end of the song, that's what blew my mind. So Kanye yeah. said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take all these black men and put them in hoodies and have them look right. like angels and fly them up to heaven. And guess what? He used Gustave Dior's painting of the right. purgatory to illustrate mm-hmm. that. And then he did the Ethereum level of Babylon painting and turned that into a, a, a piece of 3D art that has Ooh. never been done. It's like, wow, this is yeah. next level artistry here. This is what geeks do. This is what people <laughs> like, yo, this painting that sits at 20 by 25 feet, I'm gonna put uh-huh. real people in it and put everybody mm-hmm. in hoodies with masks to cover their face. In all I black. seen it. It was dope. Yo, the track was hot. The yeah. visuals was hot. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah he's an artist through and yeah, through. Regardless like, how you wow. feel about him. You know, he's I, an I don't artist know he through and through. his camp to figure this out. But he had to green light all of this. And yeah. paid yeah, I'm really, Then it said you Yeezy know, at the end of yeah. it. Say gap. It said Yeezy and the gap logo. Yeah, but it was but it was it, but it was in gap lettering though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing though. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised like the people at Gap was like, yeah, you know, we'll co-sign on that because it seems like a uh, a very risque artistic yes. move. And it's a gospel song. It's mm-hmm. a gospel song, too. It's like the most yeah. street gospel song. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to buy these Kmart hoodies <laughs> for this overpriced that he gave me because marketing, because advertisement and marketing. And I bought them. I'm not mad at it. You know what? The 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 reveal of black people wearing black uh, and then being depicted as angels. I remember when a little when a little band called Bone Thugs and Harmony did uh, meet you at the crossroads and they absolutely blew the video world by storm when they had the big reveal at the very end that the guy that you thought was um, the Grim Reaper, you thought who was death himself was actually an angel in the unveil. He had on a black leather coat. He had on these beautiful wings and he was busy taking easy up to heaven. That's the last time I've seen something like that. And now Yeezy has not just taking that kind of concept of, of changing the, the concept of what an angel is and what, and what is beautiful and what deserves salvation. Uh, he changed it in a very unique way and added a painting to it. Gave it a dope ass beat to go yep. along with it. Yo, I mean, the dude is constantly creating and changing. Constantly had, creating. Had to. It is. It's, you know, it's, I, I recommend like, it. That artistry was impressive. I was like, this whole thing is impressive. 
From the baby yeah. the mask over the head and the hoodie, I was like, wow, everybody <laughs> has on the hoodie. Everybody has on this black gap hoodie that's going to be overly priced. I'm going to order it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, they got, got you. Me. Got they got me. you a little bit, but that's all got right, me. though. They but it's winter time. Too. I was like, Why not? Hey, it's winter time. Yeah. And yeah, it's I mean, winter time in Los Angeles. That's the perfect time to have on a hoodie. Yo, big shout out to uh, my man Johnny Randolph in the chat. Yo, so dope. I hope you got a chance to check out the video as well. It was fly, man. You know, it's just it's just artistry mm -hmm. uh, at its best. Um, mm -hmm. And then we were talking about like he he has a way of increasing demand and, and, and marketing and selling things in a way in an artistic way. That's absolutely, you know, you got to do a hat tip. But you know who else does that as well? That, that is Sony. And that is with the demand with the oh, PlayStation wow. 5. It has just absolutely just gotten ridiculous still to this day as well over a year after the fact. And it's next to impossible to find one. But Sony is still making PlayStation 4s to relieve some of the demand that everybody's had uh, regarding the PlayStation 5. So Bloomberg is reporting that Sony's told its manufacturers partners to keep assembling PlayStation 4 consoles as a response to the ongoing scarcity of the new PlayStation 5, which launched, get this, in November of 2020 like it's we're in 2022 everybody and it's still difficult to find it just off of that alone man yo give me yeah. give me what's on the top of your head wow with this? i have a couple of things if you mm -hmm. can make playstation 4s guess what else you can make playstation 5s <laughs> you can find if you're paying for chips to make playstation 4s mm -hmm. you can find the chips so you can pay extra for the chips to make playstation 5s increase that production pipeline take off no. the playstation 4s take them off the re refactor that production pipeline and make playstation 5s people want the 5 but the most yeah, bad is they're selling the PlayStation 4 at retail price. It's not discount retail. Yeah, man. yeah. That, that's the other thing, right? Price. <laughs> I'm tripping on that. I'm like, yo, how, how's this a thing? How is this a thing? It is a thing. I mean, you got to you know PlayStation. You got to have one, I guess. I mean, yeah. is Xbox doing the same thing? Is Xbox making Xbox Ones and Xbox 360s? And saying, hey, nah. we got cloud gaming now. You can play everything on everything. Let's see that, that that's just it though. And I think that behind the scenes there's a little bit of, of some chess pieces kind of being moved. Because if you're looking at Xbox platform, they uh -huh. like you said, you can play it on anything. You can play it on your Halo phone, Infinite you can play plays it on your on PC, everything. Mm -hmm. you can play it on your tablet, mm -hmm. you know. So so for them, they're back into the software business more so than they are in the mm -hmm. hardware business. That is where they're gonna pull probably the lion's share of their money. Now, if you are in the PlayStation ecosystem and you're unable to get the playstation 5 i mean don't get me wrong there's some exclusives that that are only only on the five that you can access but let's be honest it's not like it's not like it's a mountain load of, of titles you're uh -huh. not really truly missing out just yet but if you're a playstation and you want to kind of catch up with kind of what the xbox is doing you know why not like look at their game plan and be like let's try to figure out this cloud gaming thing because xbox you can play it on the series s the x and the one Mm -hmm. You know, you can still have access to a whole bunch of games. So I think PlayStation maybe be like, listen, we just need to get the units out so that people can activate the devices and then hopefully sign on to either our streaming content or the or the catalog content that they have in the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sold, baby. I'm not sold. Uh <laughs> I'm not sold right now. PlayStation 5s. 
kill that production pipeline through a PlayStation yeah. 5 production pipeline. And instead of making all these sales online, get these units in stores. People are not beating the bots. You know the best way to beat the bots? Get the units in stores. Yeah. I mean, they're pulling yeah. the Nintendo. Just this shortage stuff is killing everybody. Get everybody. the units in the stores. Stop telling retailers to sell this stuff all online. Amazon should be the only retailer selling it online. Anybody that has a brick and mortar should be forced to sell this in their brick and mortar. This could keep GameStop alive. This single handle could keep GameStop alive. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. I mean, if you want to, the best way to beat the pirates is to sell it, you know, in hand, to hand, hand to hand exchanges. Yeah, yeah hand to hand exchange. Yeah, oh and people God. in stores come pick up the stuff. Mm, mm, mm. Well, as far as uh, picking up uh, mm-hmm. responsibilities. Twitch has purged over 15 million hate raid bots last year. So an open letter from Angela Hasey on Twitch's vice president of global trust and safety. She details the company's approach to making its streaming platform a more harmonious place. So in the past 12 months, she said, uh, we've launched some of the most powerful tools yet to help make Twitch as safe as possible for as many people as possible. Uh, she said she introduced several landmark policies to help protect the community against new and evolving threats of all kinds. However, in that same timeline, our community experienced some of the most vicious attacks and even seen, I mean, ever seen against streamers, uh, particular streamers of color, members of the LGBTQIA community and military veterans. This kind of behavior has no place on Twitch. And we now know there's more ways that they can do to protect their own community. Um, yeah, Twitch has kind of been like un- under the uh under the limelight well the spotlight uh regarding how they've been addressing some of their content creators yep. um are we um are you know they've purged 15 million hate raids is that enough to you know kind of sway you back into the safe spaces of twitch's embrace or is it still just a bunch of hate i need raids? more than just hate raids i need you to purge <laughs> 20 million races <laughs> yeah it does it does seem like they're not really solving I mean, the sickness is more than the just... word racist yeah. they're the Ain't only people wrong i want to punch in the mouth <laughs> you know the only people i want to punch yeah. in the mouth. i understand your uncle robert is a racist punch him in the mouth <laughs> for me punch him in the mouth for me do it for all the people of color in the world in this country be patriotic do it for the people. I mean, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're truly American, you know, you, you'll punch the racist in the mouth. That's yeah. what I see it too. That's how um, <laughs> racist in the mouth. Be patriotic. Yo, speaking of patriotism, patriotism, and and some of the perks that you get from being here, freedom of speech being one of them. Phil Spencer said Xbox is not a free speech platform. So what exactly did he mean by that? So Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox for Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, posted. <laughs> posted another uh excuse me uh positioned another cross-performing co- cooperative effort in which getting banned on xbox live will lead to similar sanctions on playstation network or on online gaming services he said this is hard this is a hard one as an industry spencer allowed but when somebody gets banned in one of our networks is there a way for us to ban them across all other networks or at least as players for me to be able to bring my banned users list because I can always block people from my play. Uh, yo, I mean, we just said, just said uh, uh, regarding Twitch, you know, banning racists or people that are absolutely disrupting 
you know, uh, everybody's peace of mind while they're playing these games. Phil Spencer is pretty much saying, yo, don't come over this, here with that BS. I'm going to get you banned here and everywhere else. This is my man right here. He's sticking up for the people. Phil's always been cool with me. It, it was, I remember it, in 2018, he showed mm-hmm. me <laughs> a, a halo running on the cloud. And he was like, you don't tell nobody. I was like, I'm not telling anybody, Phil. I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> I saw it on his phone and it was running. And I was like, is that real time he says yeah don't you tell nobody i said i can't can i play it he says i can't let you play it but you can watch me play it i just got this build he does it for the people man i'm gonna back xbox i'm gonna play more xbox games now i'm about i to, mean i'm about to I play versus, ban them on everything ban them on podcasts ban them from existence ban them in their jobs you know yeah yeah you know that people Spencer. ain't working anyway so ban the races make sure they do your jobs you know, he's he's stepping out there on a ledge. Spencer's hypothetical was among a number of intriguing remarks given to the New York Times, uh, Kara Swisher. And it underlined his view of Xbox Live as not a social network or mm-hmm. at least not one similar to Facebook and Twitter. So Spencer reiterated that Microsoft sees Xbox Live as a not a free speech platform, but one built on interactive entertainment or controversy and, con- and confrontation driven user mm-hmm. engagement would be a death strategy. For their business, yeah, that's true, man. Nobody wanted. Nobody I support him in this. In your game, a with that, on that BS. See, yeah. Twitch is scared to ban the races because they know that there's probably a large majority of their audience racist. Yeah, their subscribers yeah. are racist. So, it's well, like, I mean, do we give up all this free racist money? <laughs> I mean, people, people. People go to Twitch to choose violence. You don't really do. go now. Nowadays, nowadays, you, you go to Twitch to choose violence because you're going to see some some controversy or somebody just spewing some some BS from from whatever their tweets are. You know, so you're right. That's a big part of who makes up Twitch is confrontation and people just saying whatever they want from the field and they don't want to miss out mm-hmm. on that money. But but I feel Phil Spencer on this man. Yo, don't, I do don't come into my game. I do too. Don't come into my I game with that BS him on this. Don't come don't yeah. come up in my house with that BS. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of BS, y'all think I've been lied to. You know how many movies I have seen where the hero gets on his trusty steed and rides into battle and it's this big massive animal yeah. with arrows whizzing by and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah. So a team of zoo ar- zoo zoo archaeologists in the United Kingdom recently analyzed the bones of centuries uh-huh. old war horses to determine their size, finding that they were actually of a surprisingly small stature. The researchers examined 1900 horse bones from the 4th century and the mid 17th century from 171 different archaeological sites. Mm. They found that many war horses were probably no more than pony sized compared to modern horses. They're not Clydesdales. Like I've been that's, that's what believe. I was thinking, right? They're not right? massive horses, which like, makes sense though. Because you had a really high horse, it's good when mm-hmm. you face some battle downward. But if somebody starts shooting arrows at you, you can't dodge right. any of them. You know, it is funny, but you know, it kind of makes carry sense those a little bit. Heavy weapons. You know how hard it's yeah. on top of a horse in full armor. You know. <laughs> It makes a little sense. You put me on to something that I absolutely adored. It was a podcast that talked about uh, history and it was called, uh, what was it called? Hardcore oh history. Uh, hardcore history. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite podcasts, it talked about the Mongols and the Mongol empire and the Mongols were dope because they moved at the speed of horses. They were the fastest thing in the world and they, and they totally changed warfare forever. But 
I do remember hearing about how big the Mongols horses were and they were actually not that big. It's not mm-hmm. like the horse that you see Conan riding on or whatever, or the, or the depictions of Alexander the Great being on some massive True. steed. You know, there were these tiny horses, but they were fast and they were agile. Mm-hmm. So now that we're getting this new information regarding how these war horses uh, were actually kind of tiny, it's kind of like it's kind of like fitting more of a realistic approach to how some of this warfare yep. might have gone down. Yep. So it makes sense. And people don't understand the Mongols had nine horses each. So they had nine little tiny horses with them each. And when one one of the guys (laughs) rode off in battle, his whole platoon had to ride off in battle. So all you need (laughs) is one hothead, like, let's go! And he goes, you're like, shit, we all gotta go. (laughs) That's how you guarantee everybody's safety. We all die or we all come back. They were about they were about that life. The Mongols were so about that life. (laughs) So about that. If y'all ever get a chance to listen to Hardcore History by Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, you can probably go to the website and he has Wrath of the Cons. It's a five part. It's like ten dollars. It's worth every penny. It's worth it. It's worth it. Now I'm not I'm not usually one to promote paying for a podcast. That's worth paying for. Yeah. It is. E- even if you're not a history buff, the way that he tells the story yeah. is absolutely worth it. And you'll get to, Yeah, and you get to understand like the power of horsepower. Like yeah. literally horsepower yeah. absolutely de- t- took over the world uh because of uh how the Mongols were were just, you know, wilding with their ponies, man. Like absolutely wilding with it. Um let's see. Uh yo, um what was I about to say? Um Things that aren't necessarily tiny like these little ponies, but are kind of huge. Elon Musk tweets video of Mechazilla Tower that will somehow catch a rocket. I don't even know where to even what? begin with what? this. Hold on, start that story over because that sounded so. That sounded like that sounded like a, 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 a acid dream. Say yeah, I'm, okay, I'm so feeling you. So. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be so, first right. Elon Musk tweets video of a Mechazilla tower that will somehow catch a rocket. So a daring scheme to catch a returning Starship booster rocket is taking shape at SpaceX launch facility in Boca Chica, Texas. So the new drone footage, as shared in on Elon Musk's tweet, shows the impressive structure rising up from the South Texas facility known as Starbase. The video appears almost a year to the day after SpaceX's CEO announced that the upcoming super heavy booster will be caught by a launch tower instead of making a vertical landing on retractable legs. Hmm. <laughs> In a federal aviation admission filing submitted back in September, SpaceX said the 469 foot tall launch tower with its 10 foot tall lightning rod is meant to lift its new rocket and boosters on the launch mount and to catch a super heavy booster upon return from launch. Yo, you know what I want? I want to work for SpaceX because they just got money to do whatever they feel like doing. They they're, just do I, they, they're gonna make a Jaeger and they're gonna send him <laughs> into space and he's gonna blow up the moon. He's gonna blow up the moon. They're gonna have a Jaeger with a jetpack. <laughs> I'm gonna be on that team. I mean, who's giving who's giving Elon Musk all this money? You're making a, a tower that throws yeah. a rocket into space and it catches the rocket. Catches you know how the rock. Badass that is. Yo, my man's just flexing, man. man. He's, he's just, he's he's like, just flexing. Man, I wish I, <laughs> I wish my family owned an emerald mine full of Africans. I would have done this too. <laughs> what? What? I'm not lying here. I know you're not lying. 
But it's one of those things Man. that we giggle about. Don't say out loud because it's true. <laughs> Man, I want to throw. I want to catch rockets with a rocket base. Uh, I want to shape yo. it like a hand too. He goes, yeah. I want to do that too. That's Steven Universe <laughs> level stuff there. He saw this on the anime. He's out here smoking. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make a tower <laughs> to catch rockets. It could land on the pad by itself. That's easy. Nah, I'm gonna have one structure capture the other structure as it's falling from space. <laughs> Somebody was like, but why, Elon? Because I can, can. That's, why. that's why. That's why. I now, felt like, now, that's now, why. Hire all the smart people in the world to make this happen. Somebody make it happen and fire that schmuck for questioning me. Yes. Uh, it's it's must be. That's it's, amazing. It's I just want that. <laughs> I want to take the Gundam in Tokyo and make it real. And it just flies off into space. Oh, I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for wait that. for it, man. I, it's going to happen. I mean, they've you know, already unveiled you know it. Does that, really does that Gundam for? walk or mm -hmm. is it just a statue? Uh, no, it's just a statue. It's just a statue. Exactly. You know what I'm really waiting for? What's Elon that? to rip off his face and we see the reptilian uh, space <laughs> behind it. Yo, you remember that show V the Final Battle? Yes. V, back in yes. the day with the reptiles? Yeah, yeah, it's yes. going to be like one of them kind of things. <laughs> yes. And I'm just waiting for Elon to come with that. Just, 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 I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. I'd be like, yeah, that makes it sense. It happens and, you're, and yeah, nobody I, would be shocked no, if you no, do it on air. Like, yeah, that makes be sense. Like, eh. mm. Yeah, I expect that, Elon. That's what I expect out of him. Oh yeah. man, that sounds amazing! Wow. Well, here, here's one more thing that's amazing and slightly mm -hmm. unexpected. Riot will pay employees twenty five percent of their salary to quit if they aren't convinced by its new direction. So, yeah. So, What's um, the new direction is. <laughs> like, we're going back to the old ways. We're going to be yeah. here sexually harassing women. So if you don't like that, you can quit. Because we're going back to the old ways, baby. We're going back to the golden <laughs> days. What is the new direction? Uh, there has to be more in the article beyond that, right? Yeah, we're I mean, trying he's to saying we're business. trying to grow our business. Uh -huh. He wants to make sure we have the right team in place and highly motivated. The team that the team must buy into Riot's five-year plan, which Lauren explains in a blog post with a number of complexity statements such as our game to work together to continue listening to players. Uh, the gist is that Riot is restructuring, changing its compensation model and giving employees equity in some way, opening a new studio and working on new games and other media. Riot will also require employees to return to working in an office for three days per week at some point in the future. So employees who during the pandemic moved too far away from Riot offices to commute will apparently be expected to relocate or take the buyout offer. The buyout program providing employees who want to leave early to, to leave already existed in a more limited form. It's called the Q Dodge and allows recent uh, riot hires who aren't gelling with the job to walk away with 10% of the annual salary up to $25,000. So they're like, yo, if you ain't on board, yo, just take the money and run. Uh, so is this like a grand ain't a lot of money. That ain't a lot of money. Now, if I'm making $500,000 a riot, you're going to pay me 25 grand to walk away. I'm up here living in Dallas, Texas, you know, blowing money to the high heavens. My, I got an infinity pool in my modern style house with a waterfall. And I don't got a jacuzzi because I keep my pool as a jacuzzi. <laughs> I, did, I did what Kanye and Kim did and made the pool a jacuzzi. <laughs> so I, I'm... <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know if I walk away for twenty five grand. I mean, look here, buddy. Look here, buddy. I need twenty five percent of my salary. Twenty five grand is not it. Um, I was just about to say. I guess it just depends on which income bracket you're in. You know, like you said, man. If you're you're making half a million a year, twenty five percent in a three as a three month salary make it work for you. But if you're not, you know, that's why they have a cap on it. So. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you all that work it right. Take the money and run if you're not happy. But, you know, at least, you know, you can get paid for your severance. Yeah. Yeah. If that's if that's how it's going to go down. A uh, big I, shout out to the funk. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just changing back gears again. Yo, big shout out to the funk. He said uh, the new Gundam does walk. But that's say, the, that's but the it's supported one. by a back brace. Mm-hmm. So it walks, kneels. It does some hand stuff. Uh, for for more movement than that, far far more movement than what you would expect, but definitely looks unnatural. <laughs> I wouldn't expect yeah. like a full blown natural walk for something for a structure that big, anyways. At least not yet. Give it like ten more years. <laughs> what we want, the funk. What we want is what we saw in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. We want to see two people connected, brain connected, because you know the neural link that that the Elon is also making to keep them Africans working in that slave mind under mind control. Uh, uh, working. We put that up working in quotes. You know, to walk together and we want to see that movement. Then it raises hand and the jetpack comes out its back and it flies to the moon, rips out his, his electric sword and cuts the moon in half. You're asking a lot. <laughs> but if you don't. <laughs> but Elon's going to do that. That's what he's working on right now. Y'all just don't know yeah. that yet. And mm, on the other mm, side of the mm. moon, behind mm. the moon, actually, is an alien base. Then Elon's going to rip off his reptilian face. He's going to be a green <laughs> reptile. And the people in the alien base are going to be blue reptiles. And it's all out war going to happen. Who, whose man's is this? <laughs> Yo, you stupid, dog. <laughs> but nothing would surprise me. Yo, I'm telling right, you, man, right. after we're, we're in the panorama. Yeah, after the panorama and the absolute realism of after the, the panorama movie, after. Of, the, of the movie, uh, don't look up. Uh, nothing would surprise me. After anymore. the panorama, <laughs> you may seem like this is going to end. You speak of um, this is like it's going to end. It's like right, winter's coming normal. and it's here forever. <laughs> the Night King has won. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I got one more one more piece of news okay. before we start bringing in some people in for crosstalk. And I kind of want their opinion on it as a, as just gamers and geek culture in general. Yo, G4 is back, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. if you have not been checking it out. It was definitely one of my one of my favorite guilty pleasures that I used to watch uh, all the time. I'm not even, it's not even a guilty pleasure. It was just dope. Talked about uh, mostly video games, uh, comics, cool little random TV shows. Well, one of their hosts... Uh, to the to the new um, service that has been brought back to life uh, has been experiencing some 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 sexist remarks and is having to deal with uh, sexist expectations. So former esports commentator and new X play co-host Indiana uh, Indiana F- Frost Curran Indiana yeah. Frost Curran Frost Curran Black Frost Curran yeah. Black specifically called out the crude sexism of viewers, online commentators, and other randos that she still faces. In gaming in the year 2021, um, there is a link that we could probably drop in the chat, and you can get a chance to um, yeah. check out her. You know, she she kind of you know she hops on her soapbox and she, she lets the world kind of know how she's feeling. She said, uh, even in this even on this YouTube channel, um, 
we have the chat in front of us and I can see without a doubt there's been some backlash because I'm not as bangable as previous hosts. She said, uh, joining G4, she was a stag to be a part of something that she grew up watching as a child, but every time G4 is brought up in various channels, you know, that's that's kind of the problems that she's kind of running into that she, I guess she's being compared to former hosts such as like Olivia Munn, who, you know, truth be told, Olivia Munn is, you know, a very beautiful woman who is a, a fantastic geek first who happens to be a beautiful mm-hmm. woman. She and she that. embraced fan service. Olivia right. Munn embraced yeah. fan service. Yeah, yeah. There she totally she like, into like it. her her Wonder Woman bits were absolutely legendary. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you I mean, but there's definitely, you know, a different look for her uh it has somehow been expected that you can talk as much (laughs) that you can talk about how much you jerked off to women as a compliment black said it's not a compliment it's dehumanizing and it's weird women do not exist to be nice on the eyes for you morgan webb livia munn did not exist to be nice on the eyes for you so her remarks were shared by g4's official uh twitter account so g4 has her back regarding uh some of these contents um that's one thing that we can kind of like start on we'll bring in some of our guests because we Uh are it is nine o'clock and it is about that time for us to do some cross talk cross talking yeah so let's go ahead and bring some of these people in uh while everybody kind of like uh gets their gets their feet right before we get started that's going to conclude the new segment for today thank you so much for tuning in yo huge shout out to my man chuck for for piecing everything together one of the one of the co-producers of the geekish network shout out to digital click for all the creative you provide quote the immortal Deion sanders you look good you look good, you play good, you play good, you make money. Yo, if we look good, we give you a good show, and we give you a good show, you're gonna keep coming back for more. That's right. You want that if you want that kind of feeling, mm-hmm. you gotta go to Digital Click. Hit them up. I'm telling you, they'll get your marketing squared away. They'll have you looking good. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's forward slash the Geekish Network. Please like us as well. Hit that subscription button. Look, I'm talking to you right now. Hit that subscription button and click that thumbs up because that's how you let the algorithm know that you dig in what we're giving to you. Of course, on Facebook forward slash the Geekish Network and Twitch is still alive, ladies and gentlemen. It has not gone anywhere, but we're just doing game streams, charity streams, cooking streams, and a couple other little odds and ends that'll be yeah. bubbling up there from time to time. We so please consider subscribing to the channel. Exactly. <laughs> if you're on Amazon Prime, you can link to us as well using uh, using your Amazon account to sub to us using Prime Gaming, and it costs you nothing, but it helps us out tremendously. You're already on a social platform right now, so go ahead and click that share button as well, because that is, to me, the best way to get that word of mouth out. Yo, today is Wednesday, Odin's Day, ladies and gentlemen, and one of my favorite reasons why is because I get to hang out with two dope, dope, dope individuals. Yo, my man, Johnny Randolph, Johnny Randolph and the app absolute impeccable amazing courtney right yo this these two right here are like the the left right combo when it comes to our binge worthy uh <laughs> our binge worthy podcast that we're setting up speaking of podcasts you can also check out all of this information on all streaming services such as apple Podcasts as well google's podcast sec- section i think amazon we are everywhere ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. you can't throw a rock and not hit somebody associated with the geekish network hey Ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing over here? What's going on, Johnny? What's going on, Court? Good, fam. How y'all doing, man? Doing hi, hi, hi. Soaking all this in. <laughs> Yo, I had a question. I had a question for you. Um, and just just out of curiosity. Um, so G4, were either of you uh fans of it when the channel was out? It came yeah. out golly, like the early two thousands, I want to say was, yeah. it was a thing. Yo, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, one one of the things, one of the things that 
kind of made it must see TV. They, they had two characters, not two characters. They had two hosts on there. One was Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, for me, it was Olivia Munn. I wasn't a huge Morgan fan. But anyways, I would come to log in to try and see like some of the skits that they, she would do. She would dress as superheroes, be Wonder Woman. You know, she, she was an absolute geek through and through. But, you know, she was also... Um, Easy on the eyes. I guess I'm trying to figure out the. I'm like, just go on and say it. Stop, stop. She was well, pretty. Around she, that. Was she was, she was pretty. pretty. She, she, she is real pretty. She, she is has pretty. to stop being pretty. She's right. still pretty. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so G4 has kind of like set certain people up to expect that for for that particular for that particular show. Unfortunately, the the not unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately for people that they're expecting one thing and, and coming to grips with seeing something else, the new cast may not represent what their old thoughts of what G4 should represent. And the cast is pushing back. Uh, one lady in particular who is a is an e-gamer is call is calling people out on their shit and being like, yo, we are not here for to be eye candy for you. You know, we're here to talk about talking this game space. And G4 is backing her. <laughs> How are we feeling regarding this? You know, as far as some people's expectations regarding a channel versus the new normal for what is going to be happening on the channel. I'm with the new normal, man. Grow up. <laughs> let, 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 uh, you know, she's talented. She's in Greek culture. Let her be who she going to be without having to worry about uh, being attractive for a bunch of nerds and shit like that. Yeah. She's but the here's the thing is that you know, it's the old adage, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like, it, like, who are you to determine what constitutes beauty? My, be- my beauty or somebody else's beauty is not on your personal scale. So, right. I mean, yes, can we collectively agree that Olivia Munn is attractive in, in aesthetic society? You know what I mean? That in, in that way? Of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. But she may not be for everybody else. I, I just think that you have to give people a chance. People have a problem with change. You know what they I mean? Do. Like it, it, that that's really what it comes down to. They mm-hmm. just want to stick to what's familiar, especially mm-hmm. now during like like COVID times and people can't feel they feel out of control. The things that they are used to and mm-hmm. not able to do. And it's the little things that I'm a micromanage, i.e. G4 and who is a host. If you show up for the games, you show up for the games. Right. If you show up looking to like you know for other things, then go find another channel. Yeah, I just want to know if she's good at the job. If she's good at the job, that's all that should matter. She's good at the job. She's highly knowledgeable. She knows games. Yeah, man, let her she's be a her game commentator. Show. She's an esports game commentator. Yeah. She's, she's sharp, and the 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 boys or even some girls are like, I need her to be as hot as Olivia Munn, and she's not that. That's not what she's but there the- for. But it's not what it's about. If you show up for the gaming and hear the knowledge that the people are like are flexing, then I don't. Yeah, I I don't. I'm lost. Let's let's be honest. What we were talking about earlier is trolls just being trolls. Right. That's what I say. It's like the hate raids on Twitch, the racism, like the sexism. That's what all this shit was down to. Yeah, it's like they're just trolling. Right. There's no reason to troll her. Um, but they're trying to control anybody. Just no, let it, people it, do what they're good it's at. People and, have a lack of power, right? It's here, the lack of person, exactly. That's what this I just person did. has yeah. celebrity power, and I can try to wield it by saying, "You ugly, Ugh, you ugly, right. you ain't talented, right. but you doing Who something that I could never do." And I can hide exactly. behind this imaginary picture in these words that don't rep that say a fake name that I created that I thought was sexy. 
you know so yeah it's it's sad it's sad yeah, but it's she came cool out she came out punching so i'm happy yeah. for her for coming I out get, punching i get for that she came out swinging she came out swinging. <laughs> like, see. like what's what's the channel like what's her name uh indiana ooh, um, yeah. indiana foreskin black yeah and i'm happy that the network is standing by her too man yeah that's, that's, that's i mean cool. we're standing by as a geek network you know like yeah, we absolutely her, you know and people are like, oh, yeah. she looks like a boy, blah, blah, blah. I've read some of the comments, and I'm like, y'all stupid. And, yeah. and, and what difference does it make? What right. difference does it make? Right. Well, well and, coming, and coming from somebody who was a geek and a nerd when it wasn't cool, and mm-hmm. my tribe looked a certain kind of way because it's, we, 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 we band around each other, and some of us looked a certain way, carried yeah. ourselves in a certain way that, that was counter, counter to popular culture. Um, and so for, for me, it's like, yo, our roots come from being outliers to begin with. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, well, how, how are you gonna, you know, go back and start, and start judging people on, on things that, that typically kept us from enjoying the things that we enjoyed in good culture to, to begin with. So it's like, how are we going back to that? Yeah. I think she's pretty. Like, not that that matters. I don't think that that, I think it's, like I said, everybody's image of beauty. And honestly, your intelligence and your knowledge is what's truly beautiful about the subject matter that you're talking about. Yeah. If you can wow me, if you can wow me with like what you are like flexing and, and introducing to a grant, maybe new people that are coming to your channel, then absolutely show up and show me like who you are and what you got to tell me. That's all that matters. Yeah, man. That's it. That's hey, it. I just wanted to be a badass. That's it. You know, I mean, she looks it. pretty badass to me. Yes. She got a freaking like tiger on her neck. Why are you gonna mess with her? Why are you gonna mess with somebody with a tiger on their neck? Come on, man. And a lot has to do with jealousy, right? Like, let's be yeah. honest. There's a lot of men, in particular, that one they sit there and they they hate. They try to get women banned on Twitch because they're attractive. They're Sorry. too attractive. They try to get women banned on Twitch. If they don't respond to their comments. They try to get women banned on Twitch if they're not attracted to them. It's like women can't win. We can't, yeah, and, we can't win. We have to show, the, and there's a bunch of men that can't get any women trying to dominate over them. Yeah, man, that's mm-hmm. not cool at all. So let me let me just change gears real quick before we jump into the nitty gritty of what uh, we are going to be talking about this evening. And that is, has everybody here seen the new Fresh Prince trailer for Bel Air? Excuse me, not, not excuse me, not Fresh Prince. Anybody, everybody seen the Bel Air trailer? I have. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the retelling of the Fresh Prince in, in dramatic fashion. Uh, big shout out to the Funk for bringing this, this to people's attention. He said, uh, I'm seeing some discourse regarding the new Carlton on Bel Air as being a modern toxic geek. That's interesting. Yeah, he's uh, geek that I don't understand what that means. He's Flash. He's Carlton is a lot. Yeah, Carlton's a lot different than the original, mm-hmm. than the original Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Original Fresh Prince, uh, you know, he. Um, I mean, he was a little whitewashed, a little geeky, um, but he was still what was considered to be whitewashed back then. The, um, this new Carlton is a lot different. He's got a lot more swag. Uh, he's definitely got a lot more confidence. Um, he looks like, uh, you know, he, like he's playing chess. He's on the lacrosse team. And, you know, he's just a lot different than the Carlton that, that we once uh, knew and loved. So Defunk is saying that there may be some pushback saying that he's a toxic geek. Um, what does that mean? Well, I was going to ask you all the same question. Um, first off, is that how you feel about Carlton? And then before that, what is a toxic geek? 
Hey, man, I'm all about the old Carlton. Like, oh, why we got to change Carlton? I don't even like that trailer. I, I honestly don't. It does not capture the tenor, the fresh print. I mean, I know it's a retelling, but like mm-hmm. it's, it's a serious. It's a dramatic retelling. It's dramatic, but it's not capturing to me what it was like. Will came into Bear swagged out. Will was not necessarily a fish out of water. He came in there bringing Philly swag and everything. And I thought that they're making him as having to have a huge adjustment. And Carlton, he was just preppy. He's preppy. We'd never seen a character like that on television that was black. I thought he walked in his own lane. And Carlton had monumental moments. During the yes, crowd of the Fresh Prince, he, he checked Vivica Fox. <laughs> he got the strap when Will was out there. He, sure he did. Hey, he went to Compton. <laughs> and when Will was scared to go to MacArthur Park, he was like, yo, why are you snitching on me, Prince? Oh, like, Carlton had swag, man. <laughs> well, this I Carlton. I think they're trying to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think they're trying, it, since it is a dramatic retelling, it sounds like they're trying to keep it in a place of. Uh, serious because that Carlton Alfonso Rivera, let's be honest, he was the true comedic genius on the Korean show. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and it lent to that preppy, uh, you know, stereotype, a non stereotype of a black man that was part of the joke. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can understand how they want to play away from that idea. Um, I'm not clear on the whole outside of what we're talking about. We were just talking about in regards to the Indiana black uh, mm-hmm. outside of that being toxic geekery. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't really understand like what that is. I guess it's just the dark side of geek, you know, like the Sith of geek. Is mm-hmm. that what we're saying? Uh-huh. Man, oh, that's Sith, actually, I like Sith that. Geek. I like that. The Sith, I like of, that. the Sith of geekdom. Okay. Yeah. And do we really a re- need a retelling of the Fresh Prince? Do we need a retelling yeah. of anything? This is just reboot culture. <laughs> yeah, we are I mean, in the middle It's taking the DC culture. approach of dark and gritty. Yeah, they, you know, I mean, they could have did something different, right? Like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be the Fresh Prince, right? It could be a new story. You know, those characters are ingrained in love for a reason, man. Like, why are we doing this? Because well, there was success with Riverdale, cool. right? Huh? I said there was success with Riverdale, right? Like, it got multiple seasons, right? It's on the Riverdale, 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 yeah. Here's the thing. Riverdale wasn't a reboot. reboot uh, Riverdale was the Archie comic books just told in a different way and that actually was brand new and no one had done archie before so riverdale for me it doesn't constitute it counts constitutes as a comic book series you know based on a comic book series mm-hmm. same with um sabrina sabrina outside of sabrina was a reboot it, yeah, you know it was a retelling but yeah. riverdale was was fresh um but I mean, you got you got shows like, like another Girl. How I Met Your Father. They got they rebooted Gossip Girl. They got How I Met Your Father instead of How I Met Your Mother. They got. Does anybody remember that show back in the day with the 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 actor who had Down syndrome, Corky? Uh, uh, remember yeah, that show? Wonder Years. Wonder Years. No, no, no. no, no, no. Wonder Years. Rebooted the Wonder Years. Life is something. Anyways, yeah, that got a reboot. Yeah. This it's got a sequel coming. 
Huh. They just dropped that, and I can't think of, of the title. Did. Corky, that was the kid's Corky. name, right? Yeah. It was Corky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They're doing Becca this. Martin, Becca Martin everything. played his sister. I think, or no, Kelly Martin. Kelly Martin yep. played his sister. Becca was the character. They may be doing nine hundred two one zero over again too for the. They've third. already, already done that. This will be for the third, third time. Well, it was an updated version. They weren't the same characters. It's the third time. They're gonna do it again. Yeah, like it wasn't Brenda and all. Because they're like, know. oh, we're gonna do Falcon Quest Qu- Crest. I was like, why are you gonna do Falcon Crest? They're doing Falcon Crest. Yeah. Well, they did Dynasty they and they did, did Dallas. Really? They did Dynasty and they did Dallas. Do you remember yeah. Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. Updated yeah. versions of them. It wasn't reboots. They were like continuation. It was the children. No, 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 no. Dynasty was a straight reboot. Crystal, Alexis. It okay, was I know reboot. Dallas was. I thought. Okay, I know Dallas was a. Uh, Dallas was my shit too. So I know yeah. Dallas was uh, uh, <laughs> Dallas, I just like the the music. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well what we what we will be talking about today isn't necessarily a reboot, but more or less a spin-off. Yo, Randy, can you give us a quick breakdown of what we're gonna be discussing on Baysworthy this season? We're doing Hawkeye. You know, uh this is Disney Plus's uh version of Hawkeye. You know, it takes a takes place a year after the events of uh Endgame. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, can I get a hot take from everybody in the room? Uh, we'll start. Uh, start with you, Chuck. What's going on with you, fam? Give me a hot take. Not all bullseyes land. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Not bad. Like, Not like bad. That one. Oh, I could prepare. Good punny. It was punny. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it um, was. Gonna be, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was quite it was punny. Solid. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll do. I'll. I'll go next. Um. Finally, a real Superman, I mean, excuse me, a real superhero story that I've been waiting for from Disney Plus. Thank you. That's my little hmm. take. Uh, Court. Um, a series that, that stayed true to the essence of the MCU and yet fit within the television genre. You know what I mean? Like it still paid homage to what we have grown to love about Marvel. Whereas I feel other series went too far to the left or right, whichever mm. way you want to go, in order to be its own and failed. <laughs> so I think this one is definitely on the bullseye. It's definitely on the board. <laughs> it's, it's on the dart board. I, don't, I can't say it's a bullseye yet. I'm going to hold on to my, my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This is gonna be good. Yo, Johnny, give me a hot take. I'm gonna say why. Mm. Wow, Ooh, this, wow. This should be a good interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay, this All is what's right. going down, you guys. <laughs> this like is what's going down. Man, I wish I had some sleeves on because I'd be rolling them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You guys hey, are hey, not gonna want to miss this. How yeah, we, uh, don't want to miss how we feeling? You want to go ahead and um, yeah. give, them, give them like a 10 minute warning? No, we'll, give, we'll, we'll be back we'll at, at, at 8 20. That's in two minutes, you guys. We got a two minute oh, break. Two I'm going to throw the starting soon screen up right now and we'll come right okay. back for the action. Cool. All right. See y'all in a little bit. A little bit. Peace. Hey, how y'all doing? 